Hello and welcome back to Cafecitos y Chismes. I'm your host, Aime. I'm Arisa. And this segment is being brought to you by Bueno Cafe, located at 400 T Street. If you haven't already, come by, get yourself an authentic Mexican cup of cafecito. It is a beautiful place, as you can see the artistry behind us. It truly is a place that exudes just community, good vibes. It really is a great place, and they get so many compliments from everyone that comes here. If you haven't, follow them on Instagram so you can keep up with all the latest information on them, which I will put somewhere below. You want to say the verbal at? Oh, at Bueno Cafe. And then if you ever come in, take pictures, post on Instagram. Shout we'll us repost out. Repost it. Yes. Reviews are always welcome. Special guest. Special yeah. guest. Today we are joined by co-owner of the cafe, Arturo Vallejo, and co-owner of Vallejo's restaurant located literally down the block, down the street. Arturo, do you want to uh, share the address of Vallejo's? Oh, sure. No problem. My address at Vallejo's restaurant is 1904th Street, which is the hop and a skip away from this beautiful place that is called Bueno Cafe, where we do serve uh, every day Cafe de la Olla, authentic Mexican mochas, latte. Like they say, a latte in English is a, it's a coffee. But in us, in slang, we're te latte, te latte un cafe, un cafe bueno. Here it is, with Bueno Cafe. Easy. Cafe de la Olla, we have uh, uh, granito de canela, mazapan. We have uh, quite a bit of uh, Mexican drinks that no one else has. And we located just a block away from Vallejo's restaurant and the coffee shop. They're extremely good, too. Well, you know, we make the best of it. Yeah. So, we had, funny enough, let's just share it. Let's just oh, share yeah. it. We recorded probably about 10 minutes ago. 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes in combat. 10 minutes okay. worth of footage, and we weren't recording. So, we are starting this all over again. It's okay, I got the hiccups out of the way. There we go. So, you, if you guys have seen Arturo, you know that this is his daughter. Oh, yeah. She's co-host. If you didn't know, now you know. Arisa, how has it been watching your dad be the businessman and so ambitious as he is? Um, I would say it's a unique experience. Like going, he, my dad worked hard to make sure all my sisters, we had everything we needed because he he worked hard and his family, he'll talk about it, like he came from seven up, Seven, he's the seventh kid out of 11. 7-Eleven, so, baby. Yep, That's he's the right. lucky kid, golden child. And But they Absolutely. all they all worked hard in Sacramento to provide for their kids and make sure we w had the great education. Um, we went to great high schools. He always pushed us to go to college because that's something, that's an opportunity that was for them but came with sacrifices, and he never wanted me to worry about that. So... That's something that I value, and whenever I do, I know it comes. It came from the sacrifices. Like, it, I know my ancestors and everyone worked hard to put my family where it is today, and I think that kind of speaks, like, a thousand. That speaks of thousands. Like, everyone looking back and knowing that their family worked hard just so they can be where they are today, and then in continue. I want to work hard, so that way one day if I have kids, they can just keep going step forward and forward. I think that's what every kid wants to do. You know what? It is It is true. It's in every kid. But you got to plant that seed and let that seed continue growing and continue watering it. Because the experience that I have, given, like she said, we sacrifice to give them a good education. And I'm, I'm sure my daughter and uh, her sisters and my son, they would do the same thing. 
to sacrifice to give their kids the, uh, the best there is in this, in this world. And there ain't nothing better than a good education because no one could take it away. I could give them $1,000, a million dollars, but they could lose it or, get, or have someone take it away. In education, no one's going to ever take it away. So she's absolutely right. Um, speaking of planting seeds, what in your life planted the seed in you to be a businessman or an entrepreneur? You know, I always liked uh, being a business owner. I always liked selling and buying. And, you know, uh, if I bought something and if I could make $5 out of it, that wasn't a big accomplishment for me. So that was something that I was, it was always in me because if I bought a, a, a pound of tomatoes and if I bought the pound of tomatoes for $10 and sold it in the corner, which I used to do when I came to Sacramento, because when we came to Sacramento, we grew up in L.A., we didn't know nothing about field, tomato, peaches, none of that. I used to grab a basket, a, a basket, a, a grocery basket, and go downtown and sell peaches, pears, tomatoes, and make a little extra money from what I, what I pay. So that always gave me a, a drive mm -hmm. to continue doing. Mm -hmm. And not only did I see that there was a, a big accomplishment in it, it was a big satisfaction in it for me that I was able to make out of $5, I made 20 now out of a million dollars, I could make $20 million. Mm -hmm. So I always enjoy doing what, what I do and I've always been an entrepreneur. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, and you know, just hearing you say that, something in my head, I was like, this reminds me of like all the young men or even young women that hustle out here. And it's like, if you could hustle and sell drugs, you could literally be a business owner because in many in many regards that's not that you're the same as a drug dealer maybe that's a bad comparison but, yeah. no, but, but you know, if you have yeah. that drive you know if, exactly. if you have that mentality of exactly. entrepreneurship instead of using it to do something that isn't good for the community or good for yourself right because ultimately it is and it's a negative being able to apply that to something like a business, opening a cafe or whatever it may be, t-shirt businesses, you know, exactly. all the all the people that we saw start businesses like in COVID, you know, it really goes to show that, you know, having that mentality can really get you far. And I know you mentioned earlier being from LA and growing up in Watts. What was that like? You know what? I'm going to tell you something. Uh, at, at, at the time it was rough, but it was, it was a, a, a big eye opening big eye-opener for me and uh, something that no one could take away because being brought up in an environment that I was brought up in La Colonia wants, it's something that if you're able to walk the streets and go do your daily routine, you are able to survive anywhere mm -hmm. because that, 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 that was a very rough environment and uh, I don't look down on it. I look up on it because it taught me survival. And nowadays, how many kids know how to survive? Very little. Because yeah. that education that I got, it's not here no more. It's totally different. And I don't want my kid to go through what I went through. But by me going through it, open up the doors to open up my businesses, to learn how to hustle, to learn how to do what I'm doing. It was a big eye-opener that I appreciate my parents bringing me up in an environment that not anybody could survive. It's hard to survive the environment that where I come from, but I learned how to survive. How many people know how to survive? We have to learn how to do that. One is with uh, uh, respect, education, and admire who you are mm -hmm. and continue going with your family. Yes. Arisa, I'm going to let you ask, but let me fix this. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go for it. Another thing that I think speaks 
a lot about your character, and something that I think a lot of people can resonate with or connect to, <coughs> is you're you grew up in Watts, but you're from I, we we all visited Halosatiklan in um, Halos, um, and I think you being born and raised there, ha living in that environment, and then coming at a young age to U.S. and seeing how Latinos, has, Hispanics get treated here, it's like it's like a world shock. And I think that's something that some people do face, but that's something I didn't face the same way you did. I had a different experience. And I think that shows, like when you say survive, I think everyone survives in this world in a different way. You and know, so, you, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> you know, you, you're absolutely right. You know, being brought up, uh, com, uh, como dicen el corazón de los altos de Jalisco en Jalos Tuticlan, mm -hmm. it's, it's a beautiful town. And like you said, you know, being brought up, it's totally different, but you're mm -hmm. right. But do we keep our culture? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do we go back? Yes. Why? We don't forget where we come from and who we are. We never put ourselves above anyone else. And that's one thing that my, my daughters, my wife, my kids, my family, we all acknowledge it doesn't matter where we come, even though we come from a beautiful town that is called the heart of Jalisco, Corazón de los Altos de Jalisco, which the name is called Jalos Totitlan. We do not let that get to us. We are very humble and mm -hmm. we take that in consideration. I like that. <laughs> that's, that's actually a really beautiful aspect to your business and just who you are as an owner in general because I think it really just shows everybody who's watching and everybody who wants to come and visit Bueno Cafe, like this is truly who you are. A humble man who has lived and experienced adversity in your life and you've been able to take that adversity and literally break generational cycles financially and in every other aspect for your family. You've been able to model to them what it looks like to work hard, what it looks like to overcome the adversity in your life, and what it looks like to bring a community together. Because if you've been here, you know that the people, he literally talks to everybody that comes in. Yeah. He knows like almost everybody by name. Hey, how you doing? How You're are you? You're the textbook definition of an extrovert. Yes. Very extrovert. Absolutely. Yes. And I enjoy it. Yes, mm -hmm. and just, that's wonderful. That is such a personal, a personable side of business that I don't think a lot of business that I see out of a lot of businesses, yeah. you know, and just the simple fact that you guys, your the other restaurant is down the street. What you guys have done for this specific community here in downtown Sacramento is immaculate. So let's talk a little bit about that. You moved here to Sacramento. What year? 1973. 1973, and to this specific neighborhood, correct? Oh, yes, this specific neighborhood, this used to be, back in 73, this used to be a very rough neighborhood. This is this was called the Red Light District, where all the prostitutes, the pimps, and the drug dealers used to hang out. But, you know, me coming to this neighborhood didn't scare me because I came from a, a, a pretty rough, similar neighborhood in L.A., which is called Watts. And my brother, Efrain, and I, we have developed a lot of interest in this neighborhood that no one developed. And I told my brother, let's hold hands. And we have we have accomplished a lot by holding hands. He's helped me a lot. I helped him a lot. And that's how we brought in Vallejo's Restaurant to this environment that no one was able to come or were afraid. But thank God, by the education we got from Watts, we were able to come here and walk the streets and make it happen. Yeah, and you know what's funny? I used to go to Vallejo's when you guys had the other restaurant. What was it, on O? Uh, I had, I think, like my 15th birthday mm -hmm. there. How long have you guys been in business over there? Oh, we've been we're over there. We started in business in 1995. We came here in 1997. Oh, my God, the year I was born. 
Dang. Yes, yes. That yes. is a longevity at its finest. Oh, yes. And going strong. Doing it before. Oh, yes. He, from the stories he told me, he's like, I was cooking out of a truck and we would do caterings and we'd just be in a portable little grill and we would do everything to keep the food warm. And like, you started, like, when people think of business, it's like, oh, I need this and I need that and I need that. But I think something you mentioned earlier is like, if you want something, go get it. Like, you have to start from nothing. Like, a seed doesn't become a tree overnight. You have mm-hmm. to water it. You have to put in the time and effort. Water and you it, have to invest it. in it. And so you started w- literally just in a truck selling things, oh, doing yes. catering jobs. You started with a shack. I've heard about the shack that burned down like a oh, while yeah. ago. So it just shows that you were blessed to have like your brothers, my tias and tios, and your brothers and sisters to help you. You know, you're absolutely right. I was blessed to have my brothers and sisters and more blessed to have Don Pancho Vallejo and Felicitas Vallejo, who's brought us to this uh, world. Without them, thank God, I won't be here. So very fortunate and very blessed by my brothers and sisters and uh, your, your abuelitos, my parents, mm-hmm. that yeah. brought us to this world. That's wonderful. Yes, absolutely. How did the idea of starting a restaurant even come about? Well, the idea of me being a, a grubber, loving to eat, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Loving food, you know, it gave me <laughs> gave me the idea. Type if I like to eat, eat, other people are gonna do. And by me like, loving to eat, I like to taste the food. I don't, I don't, I don't got a measuring cup. I don't have an ounce. I don't have two ounces or a, a quarter of a cup. It's all by measuring. My mom taught me how to cook by putting the food in your mouth and your. I'm sorry, in your hand, tasting it, put it in your mouth. How much spices? But, uh, yeah, that was something my mom taught us, you know, the old school, you know, cooking with firewood, oh, cooking oh, like, oh, yeah, the best firewood. way. Yeah. Have you seen that meme that's like, I don't measure, I don't measure my seasonings. I just, I just, what did it say? I just wait until the ancestors tell me to stop. Yeah. suficiente, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's hella funny because as Latinos, we, we really cook like that. Just wing it. I, yeah. I really don't know many of us that, that measure. Yeah. A lot no. of us are just, eh, it looks good, eh. Looks about smell yeah. it, taste it. Exactly. on the mano. Totally. Exactly. Has a heavy hand with salt. So. Oh, all all so the old school generation does. I so swear. We all do. Yes. <laughs> Fun fact yes. about art. That is that is, is, that is his salt shaker right on deck. Yes, but definitely, you know, that's how we b- were brought up is by tasting the food, getting the taste. And for any reason, if we put a little too much in it, we just add more water. If we're making caldo, menudo, pozole, or we're making beans and they came a little too salty, we always like to leave backup in case they get too salty. There's not enough manteca for the flavor or we want more manteca, we doctor it up. But we never had measuring spoons. We never grew up with uh, uh, a guidelines of how much teaspoon of this teaspoon of that how about a chorro of this how about a chorro of this and that's how we got the authentic mexican taste and we still have it i got my mom's recipes behind vallejo's restaurant and i got my recipes here in the in la cafeteria because i'm i'm in i'm in business with with, with, with a coffee shop because i love coffee yeah and you do yeah i drink He's coffee addicted. all day i could drink three to four pots of coffee all day so i uh you could. I, sam- I, 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 I sample my coffee. I make you sure it's got the flavor. It. I make sure the beans are properly grind and, you know, everything it takes to make a good cafe. Did you help him with any of the coffee ideas? Because uh, the flavors here, 
just share some of the flavors so that people can hear some of the flavors of the coffee that you guys have I here. I like the lava, yeah. Go, go get the, the special menu. What's bring right it. There? There's a mask. It's, it's one right there, baby. On the, on the counter. <laughs> yeah, we got we got uh, Café de la Olla. We got what we got, Granito de Canela. Over here, mija, el pizarrón right there. Yes, it does. Uh, granito de Canela, el mazapán. Uh, we have uh, el bombón de Selena. We have we have different coffees. We even got a coffee that's made con chile. The, the Cayenne, very spicy one. With chile. Oh, yes, with chile Cayenne. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think Marco was telling me about that. I think he was, I think Carlos gave him some last time we were here and he was like, man, that was, oh no, you guys have one with Gordo Lobo, no? Yes, yes. Which, Gordo Lobo, top tier for like when you have coughs, exactly. asthma, whatever, holistic girly, so yeah. Oh yeah, here, let's show, or put it next to your dad right here so, yeah, that, so that we can see. Yeah, I got it, I got oh, yeah, it. Atrás de ti. I put it right here, right here. How's that right next to you? There we go. There so I, go. I think that's one of the things that makes this coffee shop so special because I've never ever seen another coffee shop located here in Sacramento that is dedicated to the culture mm -hmm. that we come from. That's right. You know, and that's one thing that we are sharing. It's our culture, where we come from, and, and what we do, with our experience of our culture. It's letting other people know, exploding it in Sacramento, downtown Sacramento. No one has the culture that we grew up with and we want other people to know and we have we we have had nothing but good experiences with the customers that come by and taste and they're like oh my god i never had a granito of canela oh bonbon oh mazapan oh cafe de la olla now people come they go hey you got a, a drip a drip de la olla <laughs> so yes definitely we've been exploring our 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 experiences with growing up with coffee and making good Mexican coffee. Uh, over here at, at Bueno Cafe that, you know, a lot of people uh, are experiencing our taste and our, our here's our, our, our secret menu that, that we just discovered by making different type of coffees here at mm. Bueno Cafe. So if, if you haven't so heard good. of Bueno mm. Cafe or haven't tasted Bueno Cafe, like my dad says, pues está bueno, come on down. There oh, we go. Yeah. That's how they got the name. Yes. my grandpa. He always says, well, I have a bunch of comestas. Pues, estoy bueno, pues, todo está bueno. So he'd always say bueno. You ask him a question, bueno, bueno, bueno. So his his favorite his word, name. bueno. I love that. Keeping yeah. it in the family. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. You come in, you'll see him. Because everyone comes in like, I know everyone on this mural. But there's one at the, there's one on the end that people don't recognize. And that's our, that's my grandpa, his dad. That's awesome. Yes, yes, That's awesome. Yes. Well, Arisa, do you have any more questions for the Cafecitos y Chismes segment? Anything else you want to let Well, me you know, know what? I'm going to, first of all, I want to thank you for giving us the opportunity because uh, there's never a chisme without cafe. So I like I like the the presentation of ca Cafecitos y Chismes. We starting to get a lot of the, the comadres. We call them las comadres now. Yeah. There are a bunch of young Latinas and uh, Mexican and uh, Hispanic young ladies now they call their salas comadres con bueno cafe y chismes Eso. if you want a one chisme you gotta have a bueno cafe so thank you for giving us that opportunity Amy and oh, of course. Uh, I love I love what you do with the community and uh, showing uh, what uh, what we've done what other people could do for the young generation that are being brought up in a, a rough environment don't let the rough environment get you 
you get the rough environment and make some out of it like we did. We grew up in a rough environment. The education that I got in a rough environment has given me what I got and taught me how to survive and go forward. Cesar Chavez marched for us. He fought for us. And he said, si se puede. So let's make it happen. Amen. Hallelujah. So that being said, you guys, this is Cafecitos y Chismes. We hope that you enjoy and come check us out. Okay. So since it's all familia here, we're just going to roll on over to For the Souls podcast and just get to know you a little bit deeper. You did mention how you grew up in Watts, and that was a, a rougher neighborhood. Can you give us some examples of the ways in which it was rougher? You know what? The ways in which is that it was rougher. It was rougher because we had to grow up uh, learning how to survive, walking the streets. And... Uh, a lot of times, you know, you get caught up being a gang member, being part of the neighborhood, being part of the gang, being part of the uh, environment that it's negative. But at the time being being brought up in that environment, you think that's part of life. You think that's part of the environment. No, to everyone that's listening, there's no future being brought up around negative situation, drugs, alcohol, stealing, gang banging. There's no future. If you look back and look at all the people, those people that are my age, if you look back, what was the positive thing you got out of gang banging? Zero. What was the positive thing out of doing drugs? Zero. But if you learn how to survive and get out of it and be able to speak to those that are growing up, don't let it stop you from becoming a good person. If you run it, get away from it and do something better to, for you. That's what it taught me. Yeah. It taught me. You know, being in the environment, it was part of my livelihood. But being that I was brought up in a good family atmosphere, I wanted to become that part of that family. Yeah. Being part of the family, growing out of it. Yeah. You know, you could set the example. You could let people know you grew up with it. You could let people know it's okay. There's no problem growing up with it, but get out of it. Yeah. And for those that are listening, get out of the gang banging. Get out of the drug environment. Get out of the neighborhood that's not going to give you nothing but problems. And also, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Just to add, like, another layer to that, I think it takes – it's easy to go with mob mentality and just to go with what's around you. And I think it takes a person who has ten times more understanding of how just stepping out of a stereotype. Like, within media, they depict Latinos and Latinas to be a certain way. And they expect you to be a certain way. And when you grew up in an area, they're like, oh, well, aren't you? Like, I went to high school and people thought, oh, are, isn't your family, like, are they gangsters? Or do they, are they farmers? And it's like, no. <laughs> it's, you have to, it, they expect you to act a certain way. So if you just step out and say, you know what, I don't want to be in this environment. This is, I don't want to let this define you, me like you did. Like, I'm not going to let this circumstance, this temporary situation define me and make me who I am. I'm going to step out of it, which takes a lot, but that only paves further growth for our community in that, okay, you're, now, you're, now you're the exception to the rule. Now everyone thinks, oh, Latinos are drug dealers. Oh, they're criminals. They're just a bunch of, they're not educated. But by you stepping out and then pushing your family to go in a different direction, now people think differently of Latinos. Now you see so many senators are of Hispanic background. And I think that's really important into – it's a really important aspect as to why I appreciate so much what you and your brother have done for this neighborhood and also why I have the podcast, right? We are living proof that what we came from, the environment that we were at, because I, I come from a family where 
you know, drug addicts, alcoholism, gang banging, it's all rampant, right? And for a, a, a little while in my life, I fell into more of that lifestyle. And I chose to make the conscious decision that just because I came from this environment or I was around this environment doesn't mean I have to be a product of it. I can choose what I want out of life and I can you know, choose how I play my cards. I can't change what were, what were dealt to me, but I could change how I play them. And we are examples and for the people that are watching or the people that have met you and everyone that we've impacted on a day-to-day -day basis, right? We are real life mentors in that sense. The living examples of, hey, just because we came from it doesn't mean that we have to still live that way. We can be a success story. And you know, you're absolutely right because I have taken my daughters, my wife and my son, taken, I have taken them back to the neighborhood where I grew up. It doesn't, and I tell them, it doesn't mean we have to be part of it just because I came from here, because I came out of it. Okay, mm -hmm. I want you guys to know there is something better in life than what you guys seem to think that where your dad came from is part of life. No, because where he came from is going to give you guys a better education, a better career. And like my daughter was saying, you know, we're starting to see, you were saying, we're starting to see the Latino uh, population growing, mm -hmm. not, only, not only in businesses, but in politics. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we have to make it happen. We had to set an example to our people. We had to set an example to our, our kids, our generation, our families. You know, if it wasn't for my brother, Frayn, who has helped me a lot with the business, you know, we got two different mentalities that balances out. Mm -hmm. If we didn't have two different types of mentalities, it'd be hard for me to balance out with him. Yeah. But he does more of something that I can do. I do more of something that he can do. So what happens, it balances out. Have you guys ever talked about you and if I, have you guys ever talked about like, have you guys ever sat and really thought like, wow, we really broke cycles in our family? You know, we have sat down and, and talked about it and we have uh, uh, brought, brought it to where we accomplished something among ourselves and mm -hmm. among our families. And we have broke cycles, like you said, because it wasn't, it wasn't easy coming from a family of 11, you know, well, at one time, all it was tortillas y salsa y chile y frijoles. But that, let me tell you, that never dies. Yeah. Tortillas are making this world go around circles. Yeah. Tacos, frijolitos. I think as Mexicanos, too, we're very frugal. Like, we can, we we'll can make, yeah, we'll survive. And we're very community-based. And I talked about this, like, a while, I think a while ago. Like, yeah. we like to do what's best for the whole. Yeah. And I always grew up with hearing stories of how, like, I know we Tia B. Like, my Tia B, she was also, she likes to sell things, likes to, she'd go to San Francisco, and she would tell me, oh, your dad would come with me, and we'd take the bus, and he would always make sure, like, I was okay, and just helping her do something she wants, and likewise, like, she helps you, and then our family's just so competitive, too, but in a good way. Yeah. So, like, my Tia's are always like, you can do this, you can do this, you can do it, go do it. Like, when I got a job at the state, my Tia Laura's like, you can do it, you can do it. And just, like, not competitive. It's like competitive and like encouraging. You can do this. Yeah. Like yeah. you got Encouragement. This. Yeah, exactly. encouraging. And it's like I know my tias who came from such a humble background. My tias who came from such a humble background and they're able to like get these successful degrees and, or yeah, degrees and jobs and they'd be like, you can do this. Like just, yeah. and it's, I think that speaks millions when you have a family and you have a community that's like, you got this. And I know not a lot of people, but if you just, there's someone there. There's always yeah. at least one person, and you may not realize it, but you got one person that's 
in your corner and they'll help you. And, Absolutely. And that's why it's so important too to make those connections with strangers because like I think to myself, man, you know, you, you know, like when you go to like your abuelita's house oh, yeah. and you like have tortillas and even if it's just like huevitos and frijoles, you know, and everyone gets to eat. Somehow everyone gets to eat. All the, all the friends come over. Everyone gets to eat. I think about that in our culture, and, I, and it goes, it's what you, back to what you said. Mm-hmm. There's that commu- community with us, mm-hmm. you know. There's that love that exactly. we have for each other mm-hmm. and just helping each other in every aspect. And even you allowing me to be here and do my passion, you know, here at this beautiful cafe that you have. Like, it shows that unity and being able to platform all the wonderful people that we're going to be able to platform and the few people that we have in yourself. Like it's such an amazing opportunity and really just highlights the beautiful part of where we come from and who we are. Well, it's a pleasure to have you and I really appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, we, we take in consideration what we do for one another and it's nothing but love and respect. And we got to continue doing it, supporting each other, you know, helping each other, push everybody uh, forward and continue going forward you know yeah never go backwards continue yeah. going forward amen and you're the baby of a big family right what was no, middle? I'm the middle oh the middle one. he's the dead middle yeah. oh the middle yes. of the family yes. how was that being the middle you know i'll tell you some it was it was great because i never got new shoes i always got handy downs even my calzones my boxers were handy down even my t-shirts were handy down being the middle one, it was tough, you know. It was tough, but I tell you something, it taught me how to appreciate when I made my first, uh, my my first dollars. I went and bought my new shoes. And let me tell you, my Stacy Adam, I still have them. No I, way. Oh, you you learn how to appreciate being the yeah. middle one. I never bu- I never got new toys. Never got I always handy down. But it's okay because it taught me how to survive by me working for what when I wanted, and being the middle person. It, to me, to me was also mm-hmm. because I knew how to learn from the youngest and how to learn from the oldest. Not because I was growing up with the oldest ones doesn't mean I was going to learn from them. I learned from the younger ones yeah. and learned mm-hmm. from the oldest ones and vice versa. We all hold hands together. But no, being the middle child, it was a very challenging uh, situation in my life. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I yeah. enjoyed it. It was great. Yeah. And uh, what age were you when you moved here to Sacramento? Here, I was 13. They're, oh, so right at your adolescence. Mm-hmm. What was that, that adjustment like? You know, it was pretty tough. Like I said, you know, coming from uh, L.A. with a chip on my shoulder, being brought up in a rough environment, it's like I don't take I don't take shit from nobody. Yeah. You know, but it taught me how to uh, respect and survive a different type of uh, 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 neighborhood, mm-hmm. livelihood, mm-hmm. different style. So then right there and there, I started changing, you know, mm-hmm. I started changing because when we came to Sacramento, this was considered a cow town. Really? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. The cow town. It was undeveloped. Yeah. yeah. Undeveloped. Yeah. Really? Being that it's the capital of California. Yeah. You know, it was very mellow and it's very easy going. Wow. Yeah. And it's changed so much. Oh, it's mm-hmm. changed so much. And not only has it changed, we have changed it so much Yeah. because we are growing what our family, what our, uh, our culture, yeah. our people, you know, if you look at it, you know, our, our people, our culture, our family, we are growing, we are progressing, and we got to teach our younger generation, our family. My son, my son is teaching his sons how to become better people in mm-hmm. this world. You know, we mm-hmm. are teaching, we are growing mm-hmm. up together, 
as unity. Yeah, and I love what you guys have done for this area. Like, even when I think about Southside Park, right, and right. how it's kind of like a tribute to our, our culture, and then La Guadalupe that's right there, like, it just makes all the sense. Vallejos, the cafe, the church right there. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful area for us to be coming up in brown business and brown entrepreneurship and brown girl bosses doing your thing. Like that is, that is awesome. I love that. No, no, absolutely. It's absolutely a great experience, you know, being brought up in this uh, neighborhood, this association that's uh, around us. Like, like you said, the Lady of Guadalupe, Southside Park, you know, Southside Park being that it's a, a very Latino brown neighborhood association park. We have a lot of family festive people are copying us now now we yeah. are starting to get people because that was our landmark you know yeah. cinco de mayo mexican independence day yeah. the cruising now you're starting to get other generations that want to do what we did yeah it's like whoa you know they want to put up carritos de lotes de paletas mm -hmm. de tacos we brought that into this neighborhood now you're starting to get the african-americans bringing their uh what is it they have the fried food the soul food over here. Oh, oh yeah. Cooking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen, yeah. I've I've seen when they get together. But we, yeah. we, our culture, we brought that where people didn't think it was a good environment. Now you now you even got uh, other generations bringing other type of food mm -hmm. that we have developed here and opened up the doors and the eyes for other people. That it's not just our culture. It's other people. Yeah. But they just don't know how to get that out of the eggshell. We have yeah. gone out of the eggshell. Yeah. And developed a lot of... Uh, avenues yeah around here nice Arisa, do you have any other questions before closing i think you, you can end it with the yeah? last question if you okay want so last <laughs> question if if you had any advice to give to your younger self what would it be uh education that's it grab your education and run with it as far as you could because it'll take you a long way mm -hmm. there's nothing in this world that could get in front of you if you got an education 100%. That is golden. Well, thank you so much, Arturo, for being on here and showcasing yourself to everybody who comes into your business so they know you on a more personal level. I know I'm sure that <laughs> for the most part, everybody who's been here knows who you are, has know, knows you on that kind of personal level. And, and if yeah. you guys come to visit this beautiful establishment, Bueno Cafe, for any reason, if I'm not here, my name is Arturo Vallejo. You can always look up my, my business partner, Carlos Talamantes. He's always here, and if you think I talk, get a hold of Carlos and make <laughs> make him know you're here to visit me or him, and he'll he'll give you the big warm welcome. And if you don't want to be overwhelmed with a conversation, talk to my tío Frey. <laughs> there you <laughs> At go. My he's he's like my dad, but like a little take it down a notch, not as más calmado, más calmado. Yeah, he's yeah. A little more but chill. He, he'll yeah, break chill. he'll break down a shot of tequila for you guys. Ooh, sure. Come on. In in our style. Well, there all you right, go. you guys. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. We have a few amazing guests coming up in the weeks to come. We really hope that you enjoy. If you're watching this and you would like to see someone on here or us promote someone's business or whatever it may be in the Sacramento area, please feel free to leave a comment. Reach out to Arisa or I. I will put our ads. Yeah. And, yeah, thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, feel free to reach out. And uh, if for any reason you guys want to come by and visit us, Come by and visit us in regards to what you've seen here or you want to be part of it. Come by and see us at Bueno Cafe or at Vallejo's Restaurant. Yep. All right, you guys. Goodbye. Bye. Peace out. Adios. Si se puede. Si se puede. Make it happen. <laughs>